hello and welcome to Songs for When. The music podcast designed to help you find the perfect playlist for any occasion. She's a person and her name is Emily. It's Em. (laughs) (laughs) And he's a stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. It's George. I don't know that. Where's that from? Are you joking? I don't know that one. He doesn't. He doesn't know that quote. Tom's face. <laughs> Tell me who says it. Where's it from? Leia. Leia says it to Han. Nerf herder. I've. I have blocked that out. Apparently, no memory of it. Everyone listening that loves Star Wars is going to know what I'm making reference to. Right. <laughs> I Tom's like just stood in the corner nodding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how embarrassing. Anyway. Uh, you call yourself a Star You literally call yourself a Star Wars fan. I am a Star Wars fan. I was raised on the blue milk of Star Wars. <laughs> so in case you haven't worked out, today's episode has a very specific theme. It's all about Star Wars. We're going to be doing things a little bit differently to how we normally do them. It's quite fun. It's quite exciting. It's one we've kind of talked about for a little while, isn't it? I think that you got this from the list that we compiled before we even started the podcast of episode ideas, right? It is from the original list. Yeah. So. And I think now, now we just feel confident enough to go absolutely nuts and do the episode <laughs> that we're about to record. <laughs> so we are talking about Star Wars and we will get into what we're doing in a moment, I guess. So for those of you that live under a rock um, on the planet of Tatooine, star wars is a movie franchise that was created in the 70s by the one and only george lucas um detailing the rise and fall of the empire and the plight and the the fight of the the jedi knights and the rebel alliance it's a space drama about the skywalker family is i think how that's what it's become yeah yeah over time with lots of retconning and amending of things it's brilliant it's camp it has some really iconic moments and it's become like a, it's not become obviously i guess it has become but it's become like this whole world there's so much canon and there's video games that go off on another like tangent about the world and there's extra tv shows and cartoons and books that go off on a tangent about the world it's just like if you don't know what it's about then you're an idiot it's not us we're not the idiots Everybody in the world has, I think, some understanding of Star Wars. I saw a TikTok the other day and this guy was like, someone who's never watched Star Wars, but let's see how much I know about the plot from Osmosis. And he just said what he thought the plot was. And he was pretty spot on. Yeah, I think you you just can't get, you can't stay away from it in this this day and age. It's a phenomenon and it has been since the 70s. So what are you going to do about it? So what are some of your most favourite Star Wars moments, Em? So the original Star Wars trilogy began with The New Hope and came out in the 70s and then prequels were made when we were younger, like early noughties. Yeah, I think of the prequels as like our films. Yeah, they they were our generation's uh, Star Wars films. Um, And I freaking, I know people have a lot that they say about them, but they are very nostalgic and fun. And one of my favourite ever moments that I quote all all the time is from the first Star Wars prequel, <laughs> uh, which is entitled Phantom Menace. We meet young Anakin on Tatooine and he is uh, getting his pod racer ready for a pod racing e- event. 
and it starts it hadn't been working and it starts working and he just really loudly starts going it's working <laughs> Uh, I'm with you on that. If anything starts work, like if something's not working <laughs> and then it starts working in my life, yeah. it's working! It's exactly <laughs> what you have to say. It's working! It's working! That and another iconic Anakin line from the same sort of section of the film is, now this is pod racing. Now this is pod racing. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I love it. The first, the prequels are just so quotable. The prequels have some of the most awful dialogue ever known to man. My some of my most quotable moments are from Revenge of the Sith. So the the sixth, also third movie, the third movie in like chronological order, but the sixth movie released. One of them is from the Emperor Palpatine when he's like, "I am the Senate. I am the Senate." really good that was really good <laughs> when he says take it you know no, that's from a, that's from return of the jedi isn't it there's a point in the some point in the in the six movies where he goes do it do it suck me down and i become more <laughs> powerful than you could ever imagine so good <laughs> and then another iconic moment from that movie is when and it is one of the best star wars like action sequences of all time is when obi-wan and uh, darth vader by that point are having a lightsaber duel over some lava and uh. it turns into like a bit of a academic debate anakin chancellor palpatine is evil And even like, <laughs> no, even like when you're however old I would have been when that came out, like 13, 14, thinking this is not the time for this. <laughs> have this, this discussion. This is not the time. Another really thing, like iconic moment I love from that film is because you. So you know, Padme, uh, played by Natalie Portman, flies to see Anakin or Darth Vader on Mustafar, and Obi Wan Kenobi sneaks on a board. And then, like, creeps out. And then, you know, Anakin, like, basically force chokes and kills his wife. And then he blames Obi-Wan Kenobi for it. Yeah! (laughs) He does a lot of that. What about another iconic Anakin line from the movies? I hate sand, it's coarse and it gets everywhere. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. The, the, The prequel movies... Are very camp. They're they're the high camp. Um, yeah, I would agree. But there is so much nostalgia to them, and also I would argue that the music from them is better. It's the best music. I think the music, the effects, and the drama are brilliant in those movies. It's just the dialogue that lets. Yeah, them it's really bad dialogue. Um, Apart from I am the Senate. It's still quite it's still quite bad, George. That's, that's it's fun to say though, isn't it? It's fun to say because you have to like the way you do it is you have to really close your throat. I and, like just said it. Yeah, yeah and, true, like, you do, you do. You have to really close your throat and like fill it with saliva a little bit, and yeah. then you can do it. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love that for us. <laughs> Let's get into what we're going to do today because it's a bit mad, but it's the, a brainchild of mine and George's combined heads. <gasps> we do passion. this a lot. We What we're doing today, we have done a lot over the course of our friendship. This is just the first time we're 
<laughs> recording it, I think. Yeah, like broadcasting it and sharing that with other people. And if it doesn't um, work, let us know and we'll never do it again. George, do you want to tell everyone what we normally do at Songs for When? Okay, so normally at Songs for When, we pick a playlist theme, we go away, we pick five songs each that we think fit that theme, then we come together and discuss each other's choices. But today we are not doing that. What are we doing, Em? This week, we are turning Star Wars A New Hope, the original Star Wars movie, into a jukebox musical. Songs for When, you and your friend want to turn Star Wars into a jukebox musical. So for anyone that doesn't know, a jukebox musical is a musical that takes existing songs and fits them into a plot. So good examples of this are We Will Rock You, Mamma Mia, Jersey Boys, and both currently on the West End and Juliet. They're all really good examples of jukebox musicals. So we have taken a playlist of this week. This week we've got 12 existing songs um, because one of the caveats was we'd be allowed like a mashup within the musical so rather than 10 we've got 12 but it's 10 scenes so 10 key scenes or plot points from star wars a new hope that we have attributed a song to uh for that moment of the of the musical of the jukebox musical we've also taken the liberty of casting our jukebox <laughs> so i initially i cast luke skywalker as um anthony ramos yeah i'm i'm happy with that casting i think that's quite good Best known for Hamilton and In the Heights, the movie. Yeah. I then went and cast... I put Han Solo down as Aaron Tavay, and you said you you could see that. I I can see that. Like, I'm happy with that. Um, And then I've I've made a few casting choices as well. Um, I would cast um, Oliver Thompson as Darth Vader... Good idea. Now, I had a thought around this, around Oliver Thompson as Vader. In my production brain, I put my Cameron McIntosh hat on and I I thought about this. I wonder, could we get James Earl Jones to provide the voice of Darth Vader? We just play it into the theatre every night. We could even just take lines from the film. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. They did it it work and then Oliver just sings. Oliver provides the vocals. Slash. And the look. And that has to wear the really uncomfortable costume that's going to be designed for him. Yeah, and also the plan is that this will be a week-long engagement, but every week, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is our uh, cursed child. Yeah, Harry so Potter it's and the like cursed child. it's Harry Potter and the cursed child, but it's it's like you have to go back every night until you've seen all six if you want to. So, say on a Monday, it will be a New Hope. Tuesday would be Empire Strikes back wednesday would be return of the jedi and then sun and then that would carry on sunday would be their day of rest yeah we're not doing the sequels we are going to do the original trilogy and the prequels as part of the six that's going to be the six it's a brave brave undertaking and i can't wait to see this on the west end (laughs) (laughs) george shall we get into the playlist the star wars the jukebox musical playlist okay so in my mind, because I was given the opening scene or the opening song of the musical. 
So what so, what is going to be the opening scene, George? So very oh, the opening scene is of course Darth Vader storming onto the ship looking for the stolen Death Star plans. In my mind, we're going to have some incredible visual effects and the opening crawl, you know the yellow writing that comes up on the screen. Yeah. Will be like projected and it will look like it's scrolling like on the stage and the orchestra will play the opening Star Wars theme. Yeah. Then Lights up. You hear the, you know, the, the the rebellion is running around. It's the same opening scene, just live on stage. Yeah, there's then, not going to be a huge amount different visually for me. If there is, I'll explain it. But yeah, so, the, you know, just exactly basically the same. a direct copy, yeah. The door blasts open and we hear the opening bars of Let Me Entertain You by Robbie Williams. <laughs> I love this choice. This is performed by Darth Vader. So I have a whole production of this in my mind. So you know the opening scene, there's a lot of smoke and a lot of gunfire. Yeah. So as it's like dun dun, you know the opening, like there's a few like guitar, like bang, like those sort of moments. Yeah. You just hear, you just see like on the opening guitar strum, like a red lightsaber blade appear. Oh, like, oh, I love bong. that. Like that's like the first thing we see of Darth Vader, and then he appears through the smoke. I'm wondering, could we have a longer introduction? Like it builds even more. Yeah. With the you, he- that's the thing as well with being able with the jukebox musical. Like we could take which verses from this song we want. It doesn't have to be the full song. Very very with, camp. This is going to be iconic. Tweak the lines that's, a bit. Exactly. So as he's performing let me entertain you he's force choking people we're gonna have some incredible visual effects you know people soldiers flying across the stage it's gonna be dance number oh there's gonna be choreo often in my mind the stormtroopers are the greek chorus of this musical oh i've got some greek chorus moments too what did you think of this as the opening number for a new hope the jukebox musical well i knew this was coming and this is the way that we split up isn't it the the order of the of the scenes because you were adamant that you wanted to pick this for Darth Vader's entrance. So yeah, you had to do scenes one, three, five, seven, and nine because you, we had to have you going first because this was <laughs> always going to be your choice for this, and you had it in your head for a, at least a year. Um, this has no, re- you know, the lyrics of this do not fit the plot. I feel like a bit though. I feel like a bit. You could twist it a bit. So heaven's gone and hell is here. But he does. He the point of it is he is he is going to entertain us with his um, evil abilities. Yeah, he's brilliant. I love Darth Vader. He's such a good character. I think one of, if not the best movie villain of all time. Yeah, he's iconic. Scary. Uh, yeah, I think I think this was a great choice, and I think I'm happy for the musical to open with this. No problem at all. Brilliant. I've already got clearance from Robbie. It's happening. <laughs> it's in the show. <laughs> And also another reason that I cast, I thought Oliver Thompson would be good casting for this role. So I think he could pull off this really well. So based on having seen him in Anne Juliet and the yeah. sort of songs he sings in Anne Juliet, I think he would do a fantastic job of this song. Me too. Should we go on to scene two? Yeah, let's go on to scene two, which is from you. So what is scene two and what's the song? So I think we've jigged it about a bit here, a little bit. So in the in the movie... Uh, what happens next is Leia gives a little message, doesn't she, to, to C-3PO and R2-D2 and they're sent down to Tatooine. 
Yes, that is where we are. And then they wander around a bit. Then we're introduced very briefly to Luke. But I want to make a bigger deal about that moment because there's quite a lot of scenes later on where we're getting to know Luke and sort of what he wants from life. So our next scene is a a full introduction to Luke Skywalker. And the song that I've picked for Luke is going to be a solo number and it's Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. I mean, not the first time we've spoken about a song from The Princess Diaries 2 in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a great choice. This is very much like Luke's I Want song. The lyrics are very apt, I feel like. Very happy with the lyrics. Um, it's also got that whole solo number vibe, like I'm one person and I'm singing and I'm taking the stage and I'm powering through the vocals and I think it's a very good solo and I, and I think so it's a good second song for a musical as well I agree you often do have a good big ballad like this quite early doors and so I think this does work really really well I can picture Luke singing it it's obviously going to be sung wonderfully by Anthony Ramos unless you had yeah. other casting because you you know you've chosen the song no I'm fine with it I again think he could sing this song quite well yeah, and he's also like he's going to be our leading man, isn't he? He's going to be the lead. Yeah. Luke is the lead of Star of this film, at least this stage show. And you need a hunk. Yeah, and he's going to be great for it. Set wise, I think we could have like um, so you just need a coloured backdrop of like the Tatooine sky with the two suns, with the binary suns. Yeah, and then you've got um, the set is just like hills of sand. Oh, and he's like cl- running up and climbing down the hills and standing on the top of them. And <laughs> Very like bet on it from High School Musical 2. Very bet on it from High School Musical 2. <laughs> but he wants to make a wish. He wants to take a chance. He wants to make a change and he wants to break away. It so also works think- really well because Luke is a pilot. Oh my gosh, that's true. He's going to so spread, literally he spread his wings and learn how to fly. Yeah. It's perfect. He's got dreams beyond where he lives and this song sets it up perfectly. There's also a line about out of the darkness and into the sun, which is very metaphoric of like, also the suns, because that's a really important image with Luke and Tatooine, but also the the light and the darkness of um, the Sith and Jedi. Stunning. This was great. It's great, isn't it? It's a really good choice. Very theatrical as well. So Yeah, really theatrical. Could see and that also, it's, it doesn't matter if a girl or a boy sings it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's neutral. And it's here for Luke. Yeah. Luke's got this one. It's brilliant. brilliant. I love that. Lovely. Easy. It was a really easy choice. It's probably like, the most theatrical, musically, like, or not Not a lot needs to be changed about this one to make it work. Yeah, and I think that I would not be surprised if this came up in a jukebox musical one day because it's it's full of imagery and it's very dramatic. Perfect. Moving on, um, the next thing we see in our in our musical, at least, at this point, C-3PO and R2-D2 have been captured by the Jawas and they're going to be sold to be like working droids, like slate, like, I don't know, like uh, house servants, I guess. Yeah, on the planet of Tatooine. On the planet of Tatooine. So they're on the same place as Luke. And at this point, they show up like a market and the Jawas are like, oh, we've got some robots to sell. And Luke and his Uncle Ben have gone shopping for some droids am i right is that where we are yeah yeah that's that's where we are so usually in the movie after this we get that luke binary sun moment but i think it it works better before for the musical 
I, I agree too. It sets up Luke. And now we're going to, Uncle Ben's like, Luke, we need to go droid shopping. So we go down and it's time for us to have a proper introduction to C-3PO and R2-D2. So this song I've chosen is called Opportunities, open brackets, let's make lots of money by the Pet Shop Boys. This is my proudest choice. This is my proudest choice. This was really hard. Trying to find a song that droids could sing in a musical was not easy. (laughs) I I won't lie to you. But what I like about this song is I can, for this point, is I can see it being sung by the droids, but I can also see the Jawas singing bits of it. Yes, yes, you've been inside my head. So, obviously, (laughs) the song kind of opens and you've got like a lot of banging, haven't you? Like clanging and banging and... All that. Yeah, that's what that's that's the jar was like fixing all the droids and stuff. It is the jar jar was fixing all the droids, and so C three PO is gonna be like, oh, I've got the brains, and he's gonna sing, "You've got the looks" to Luke, like, "I've got the brains, you've got the looks," and then the jar was all gonna be like, "Let's make lots of money." Yeah, that's what I was thinking that the Jawas would be the ones singing Let's Make Lots of Money and there would be specific lines in it that you could pick out that either the Jawas could sing or Uncle Ben could sing or c 3 yes. could sing. This is a big choral number and I was really proud of myself for sort of remembering it to be performed in this music. There's also a verse that says, you can tell I'm educated. I studied at the Sarong, which is yeah. C-3PO. He's like selling yeah. himself. Like yeah. he's trying to be purchased. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. And then I picture as well, like you'd have a couple of comedy lines that are just beeps. Yeah. Picture us. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really good. I would ne- I didn't know this song before, so obviously I would never have picked it. But it does really work for this specific scene. It just, it came to me in a dream. I swear to God. I do not know how I thought of this, if I'm honest. It was a struggle. I I just really couldn't think of anything and then just remembered this. And then the more I listened to it, I was like, that is perfect for this moment. I also think in terms of casting this, um, Uncle Ben would obviously just be an ensemble member. Not an issue really there. Yeah, he's a swing. Um, Lots of parts played. But I think we should try and get Anthony Daniels to at least voice C-3PO. Like we're doing with Darth Vader. Yeah, like I don't think there's anyone else that could do it. No, and maybe as it... So Neil Tennant, the lead singer of the Pet Shop Boys, does have quite a robotic voice, doesn't he? Yeah, so maybe if Anthony Daniels didn't want to sing the lines, then we could just get someone else to do it. But his speaking voice really needs to be Anthony Daniels. It does indeed. So this is a, a massive choral number. And you do have these sort of at this point in the show as well, don't you? The big, you know, where everyone's getting involved. So for Jawas, are people going to be on their knees? So no, it's going to be one person wearing a sort of costume that looks like there's two on top of each other. Ah, ha, ha theatrical cleverness and all like hidden behind things so they've just got like it on the like a costume on their top half but it looks like they're just that yeah you see what i've done there lots brilliant lots of variety in terms of how we're portraying the jawas (laughs) lots of levels as well lots of levels and you need lots Lots of of opportunities (laughs) 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 lots of opportunities that should be (laughs) 
like a breakaway moment for Luke, I feel like, because he's being like held back. So then he's trying yeah. to think about all and like the C3PO is really trying to sell himself to be chosen by Luke and Uncle Ben. And then you've obviously got the boop, 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 boop. That's the R2D2 having a couple of solo lines in there as well. <laughs> it was a chaotic choice. And I'm, I, think I'm it's a good, I still think it's a good choice, though. So in terms of the plot line, as it carries on, Luke takes C-3PO and R2-D2 home and he finds Leia's message in R2-D2 and the message is, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Luke realises that that's Ben Kenobi, a, guy, a hermit that lives in a cave, and he goes to find him with the robots. And our next scene is going to be the introduction of Ben Kenobi and the relationship that he begins to build with Luke and the information that he tells him. And I've picked the song for this section and I've picked Strange Magic by Electric Light Orchestra by ELO. So before we go any further, who have you cast as old Ben slash Obi-Wan Kenobi? Alfie Bo. Alfie Bo. Inspired. Is it because of the beard? Because that's, for me, it works really well because of the beard. It's the beard. And I think he could look a bit younger, look a bit older if we wanted him to carry on playing Obi-Wan. Oh, he's doing it. He's playing Obi-Wan over all six nights. I'm not plastering anyone else. And I think he fills that role of that really powerful male singer. I think Alfie Bo's perfect for it. This song, I'm not necessarily saying that it's going to be sung by him all the way through. I think there's opportunities for Luke and old Ben in this song. And I was picturing some choral moments as well. So you know all of the choral moments in it that's like, strange magic, or like the, oh, 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 oh. That's going to be the Tuscan Raiders. That is going to be the Sam. Good. We're on the same page. We're very much on the same page. The lyrics of this song for me relate both to the Force, Luke learning about the Force. Yeah, that was is that's on the obvious level, isn't it? On the subtle level, it's about the weird attraction that he feels to his own sister. <laughs> spoiler alert: the... Luke and Leia are si- brother and sister. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! In the first film, Luke thinks that he's falling in love with her. And I really? think because George Lucas had very much no idea where he was going with this, I think he was very much planning a love triangle. A hundred, hundred percent planning a love triangle. But obviously at this point in the movie, Luke is, is amazed by the force, the concept of it. He is. And he's amazed by Leia, the image of Leia. So he's not only singing about the force when he says strange magic, he's singing about this relationship that he's uh, made with Leia. And there are some lyrics in, in it that would suggest that it's a love song as well. So I think that's It works funny. on a lot of levels, doesn't it? This is my... Yeah, so you know you have some songs in musicals where they sing like a verse and a chorus and then they move on and they move on and then there's a bit of dialogue and they move on. Yeah. You know like Dancing Through Life in Wicked, which is like on stage is about 15 minutes or so because yeah. there's a lot of dialogue in between. So in my mind, they meet old Ben, they go back to old Ben's cave. When he sees the lightsaber for the first time as well, he's like, strange yeah. magic. And it, it goes on and on, it builds and builds and builds until he goes home and that's where the song ends. Yeah, and then he he realises that his family are all dead. So obviously move, we've jumped ahead that's what quite a lot. Next, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so we've, we've jumped on quite a lot with the plot. He meets Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan takes him back to his house and tells him a bit about his 
father, doesn't he? Yeah, he tells Luke that he served with his dad in the Clone Wars. He gives him his dad's lightsaber, the Youngling Slayer 3000. He, <laughs> um, he tells him a bit about Darth Vader and how Darth Vader killed his father. <clears throat> Liar! <laughs> and then he they talk about how the Empire are looking for the droids and Luke realises that he's got to get home because they probably killed his whole family. Yeah, that's what um, we And are. it turns out that they have. Yeah, that's sad. I'm also thinking that this song will come back as a reprise when Luke is learning more about the Force on the Millennium oh, yeah. Falcon. Yeah, that'll be a wonderful. bit later. And you could have like a Han Solo go, strange magic. Like a yes. little like, quip. Everyone's little joining quip. in with it at that point, yeah. So then we the move Tuscan on. Raider the... chorus. <laughs> <laughs> so in my mind, the Jawas, the Stormtroopers and the Tuscan Raiders are all played by the same 15 people. Yeah, they're all a little chorus of people, yeah. So then, um, I don't really remember how we get here. So uh, Obi-Wan's like, well, we're going to have to get off this planet. No, they've got to go to Alderaan. They've got to go to Alderaan, which is Leia's home planet. They've got to go there. That's what they have to do. Yes. So they move on. They have to go to Mos Eisley, which is the spaceport, to find a transport off the planet. And they end up in a in, a, in the cantina, in a bar. So I do feel at this point we do have to have the iconic song from the cantina. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be in it. You would not, you'd have... Or a tap number. Oh, Cam, a lot of tap dancing aliens. Yeah. Oh, like a, a scene change number. Well, yeah. set's changing. So it's going to be quite a complex. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Excellent. Absolutely iconic. So, um, <laughs> then uh, Obi-Wan's like, I found us a transport. We're going to get off this planet. He says he's a good pilot. Um, He's got a pet dog. A giant one, fucking massive dog. (laughs) A giant dog called Chewbacca. This is just going to be a chorus member because Chewbacca's going to have a lot of pre-recorded lines. I don't want to hurt a man's throat by making him do those roars every night. Yeah, I know. And we are now introduced to Han Solo. I was given the task of finding a song to introduce Han Solo. And I thought to myself, this is a man who thinks a lot of himself when we meet him, at least. Yeah, he's very cocky. Very arrogant, very cocky. He's very suave. Going to be played by Aaron Tavey, who is maybe one of the best looking men on Broadway. (laughs) That's the vibe we're going for. And I thought, what song would he sing? And then I thought, well, I don't think Han Solo is the singing kind. So we've not only cast, you know, we've we've cast one of the best singers on Broadway as well. Aaron. Aaron, Yeah, the biggest names on Broadway. And we're just going to be like, please, can you just stand around with your big dog? (laughs) You've not got a song. (laughs) So the song that's going to be performed at this point is What a Man by Salt and Pepper and On Vogue. This, in my mind, is all very much going to be set inside of Han Solo's head. Okay. So he walks in and the cult, the bar's like, what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. And then all the aliens and all the like female sexy alien characters are like doing the little raps you know what, that come in. Do you know what I was thinking? Who could actually sing it? You know, the Cantina band. Right. Okay. We could cut, they could be women. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And the Cantina band could 
be start playing the, the music to the start of this song and then they can start doing the rapping and the singing and stuff. Yeah, and it's all very much in his mind. So I'm picturing the staging of this is him like front and centre, a lot of people like fawning over him, feeding him grapes. Yeah. And the, the everyone in the canteen is like, what a man, what a man, what, what a man, man what, what a mighty good man. And then the cantina band are doing all the rapping. Yeah. Originally, I did have a mashup here, which was from the Cinderella movie, and it was What a Man slash Seven Nation Army. Uh, firstly, disgusting. I'm not nah, disgusted, absolutely disgusting. Did not want to smile. What it shit? Like, it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> I had nothing positive to say about it, and so uh, it had to go. But I wanted What a Man, and that had to stay. And he's not singing it, it's being sung about him. He so. can sing a few lines in it. Like, so say when he says, my man is smooth like Barry and his voice got bass, he could say the line, a body like Arnold with a Denzel face. Like, he could come back to be like, oh, yeah, I agree with that, but also don't forget this bit. Yes, he's, like, chirping back and responding, like, you seem to have forgotten a few amazing things about me. Excellent. I think this is a good choice, especially with with that staging, with that scenery, with that concept of a number. Yeah, I like it. Because Han Solo is the man. Like, he is Officer Cool, isn't he? Oh, I just love him. Yeah, he, I love he's Harrison my, Ford so much. I love Harrison Ford. I love Han Solo. Okay. He's my favourite human character in Star Wars. Let's see. Mine's Princess Leia, but cause girl. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's Han Solo because he's fit. <laughs> he was in these movies, especially. Young Harrison oh, yeah. Ford was fit. He oh. was the perfect casting for Han Solo. Yeah. So moving on into the next part, we, we're back into space, aren't we? Oh, what we've got to talk about as well is when are we going to have our interval? Oh, God. Um, in my I was life... thinking after my next number because it's quite a dramatic ending. Yeah, because actually what would come... Yeah, I'll explain in a second. Yes, I think so. Okay, so our next scene. So they've met, they've agreed to go with Han Solo, basically probably at the end of that song. Um, they've agreed to fly on the Millennium Falcon to wherever they're going to go. And they have the to, next... they're getting off the planet because they're being shot at by stormtroopers, aren't they? Yeah, so they have to leave. The next scene we, we see is um, Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, the general. They're, they're back up in, in space. Uh, they've yep. got Leia. They're on the Death Star at this point, aren't they? They are they're indeed. They're going to show the full up. power of this battle station. So basically, what happens is he promises her that if, he, if she tells him the truth about where the rebels are, he will save Alderaan. He like won't destroy it. Her home planet. Yeah, her home yeah, planet. Her home planet. And then she tells him, but she lies, and he can see that. Yes. And he just he shoots the planet anyway, and it blows up. And I have got for this scene my choice is "Shoot to Thrill" by ACDC, which is brilliant. This is iconic. This is brilliant. So, um, I've actually cast myself in the part of Grand Moff Tarkin. I I can see that because this is going to be a camp scene. Do you know what I mean? There's going to be women as the other military like personnel around him with like big with big guns and stuff. They're like blasters or like stormtroopers. And Grand Moff Tarkin is going to be stood at the front with like an old fashioned mic, and he's going to that's his choreography. He's going to be like. Do you know what I mean? But this is like almost like the Pharaoh in Joseph. 
Yeah, this is that number. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. But do you like it? Do you like the concept? I love it. Oh, my God. That is... <laughs> so I think he should be wearing his, like, grey Empire yeah. uniform. And it should, just with, like, a quick spin, reveal itself to be the same uniform, but full glitter. Yes! <laughs> And the microphone needs to come down from the ceiling. Yeah, and be on like a string. Yeah, like everything gets very much more dramatic, very camp. And then when the number finishes, just another spin and he's back in his normal clothes. And I know this is ACDC, but I'm picturing very uh, like <laughs> Mick Jagger, Rolling Stones, like choreography. Yeah, it's going to be very rock and roll, very that. Leia's going to be like sobbing on in the corner. Devo, yeah. absolutely Devo. I am very happy to take take us to the interval with this. Yeah, everyone's all the like the Empire are on stage. Darth Vader's even on stage. They're all all there. <laughs> Darth Vader, Darth Vader, attack number. I can totally imagine the choreography. It reminds me of School of Rock. This song as well. Yes, and then I feel like the curtain can come down and Darth Vader can hold his lightsaber up to the ceiling and be like, "We have entertained you." Entertained you, yes. <laughs> and then the curtain comes. Down. Intermission! Go and buy your little small pots of ice cream and come back. Yeah. You walk into the bar and they're like, do, 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 yeah, ice cream is all going to be Star Wars themed. Stunning. Okay, act two, curtain back up. We're on the Millennium Falcon because this actually fits really well. It's a really nice little opening because you would then have. You'd have everyone be like, it's like a thousand voices have gone out all at once, like to remind us where we are, bring us back yeah. into the second half. And then you'd have the strange magic theme while Luke's doing a bit of Jedi training, the reprieve Done. of that. Yep, get everyone settled. They've had a little glass of white wine in the interval. Yeah, um, jar, jar with juice or whatever we're calling it. He gets in <laughs> the tractor beam. Then drama. It goes strange magic. <laughs> and then like the tractor pulls them in to the the what's it called the Death Star, and yeah. they have to hide under the floorboards. We'll have some stunning staging, right, where the stage is going to come up ever so slightly, so we'll see them all like hiding. Yeah, like crawling around walk. on the floor. Yeah, yeah, and then it's going to be gorgeous. That's all going on. You'll have the little bit of dialogue where um, Darth Vader senses Obi-Wan Kenobi again. Yeah. They look on the plans, don't they? And they realise that Leia is on this ship. They've got yeah. to get her. <laughs> now, the next scene is they are rescuing Leia. So at this point in the musical, we have Le- Leia's been in a few scenes. She's been introduced to us as sort of a character, but this is her big moment. Yeah. And this is my this is my mashup. This is your I- mashup moment. Yeah. So we have now got... Who's That Girl by Eve slash Bang Bang by Jesse J and Ariana Grande and someone that girl obviously you've just heard it and it's obviously an iconic rap hip-hop song so i was looking like who works in the west end slash broadway who has the chops to pull off this number and the person i thought of 
was the person who provides the vocals for the for Anna, Anna Cleves on the original six, the musical cast recording. Her name's Genesis Linea. She's actually in that Shadow and Bone program that you you liked as well. Oh, she's really good. Yeah, so I thought to myself, because her song in six is the most like rappy. Yeah. So I thought I've got I know she's got the chops to do it. Also, you know the very first time we see Leia's like hologram, R2D2 projects it. At that point, Luke's gonna go, Who's that girl? Yeah, so when it like a motif. Yeah, like it's gonna run through it. So anytime they see her, we'll hear, Who's that girl? And then you're going to have Leia, full attitude. But obviously Eve says Eve's that girl. So the only thing I can think to fit is Lee's that girl. Like short for Lee. Or you could even just do she's that girl. Yeah, that's probably better than Lee. She's never been called Lee in any of the movies. Yeah. yeah. So you could be like, who's that? And then whoever the, the chorus is at that point could be like, she's that girl. I really wanted it. I love Leia and I think she's a proper badass character. Like she's a frontline rebellion fighter. Yeah, she's a general. She's an iconic cow and I love her. So I thought she needed like a proper badass, this is who I am number mashed up with bang bang. And now that is obviously because whilst they're trying to help Leia break out of her prison cell, They are being chased Mm. by stormtroopers. They're literally shooting, going bang, bang into the room. Exactly. That is exactly where that comes from. It worked perfectly. Let me take you there. Yeah, so she could be like, where are we going? And Luke would be like, wait a minute, let me take you there. Take you there. And then she got a body like an hourglass, but I can get... So it's also about like, oh, wow, look at this. Look at Leia. Bang, bang, there goes your heart. At this point, both Luke... And Han are falling for her a bit, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So we're kind of bubbling under the romance as well. Leia is like a sassy, iconic leading lady for us. Fantastic. Love it. (laughs) What did you think of Who's That Girl by Eve? Because I don't know what uh, the verse is. I don't really care what she's saying. I just focused on the chorus. So I think some of the lyrics are going to work fine. Things like Call Me Misfit, Natural Born Hustling. Yeah. Do you think right. we could get Eve on board to rewrite some lyrics for us? Yeah, I think you'd have to rewrite some things. And like, obviously, it's a full song. I reckon just a couple at like two choruses, maybe a verse of it. So if we're going to mash it up with Bang Bang, so it's not even like we'd need to rewrite a lot of it. No, but you know, I want to give Eve some work, get her on board. She's here. Yeah, she'd love it. She's fine. She's booked and blessed with us. So our next scene, after they've got her um, layer out of her cell and they're trying to escape the Death Star... This is a really iconic scene from Star Wars. It is. One of the most famous, I would say. You'd think we wouldn't be able to come up with a musical number to fit it, but we we have. The scene is Luke, Han, Leia and Chewie get stuck in a garbage disposal and the walls are beginning to close in on them and there's also a monster under the water of some kind. Yes. Um, And the song that I have selected as a musical number for this scene is Crush by Jennifer Page. and this is another song that i believe works on two levels right explain so obviously they're getting crushed (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> by the walls of the garbage disposal. That's what the scene would be. The these walls would be like moving slowly in slowly in as they sang this song. Yeah. But also the love triangle and the love interest thing is developing between these three characters. Yes, it is. So Luke is basically singing it at Leia. He's getting a crush on her. But Leia and Han are singing it like sort of about each other. Because obviously Leia doesn't see Luke in that way. No, she She thinks of him even at this point much more as a brotherly figure. But she does see (laughs) Han in that way. So although all of this stuff is going on, they're trying to convince themselves, like although they've got these feelings, that it's just a little crush. They're not in love yet. It's just a little crush. And at the same time, they are getting crushed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All jukebox musicals have songs like this, where it's like someone went, I want to include that. And then they went, well, let's think about how we'll include it later. But yeah, sure, we'll put it in. And this is that, I think. I think it it works brilliantly. (laughs) It's just a little crush. But then because that... It's a really iconic scene, and the most important thing about that scene is that they're, they're being crushed to death. How else do you, you ha- portray that in the song? Think, yeah, exactly. We've had a lot of high-octane numbers at this point, and I think Aaron Tavay, Anthony Ramos, and Genesis are all going to sing beautifully in this moment. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. This is going to be the most singing that Han's going to do in the whole film. <laughs> In the this film, musical. I think we're going to have to get Aaron Tavay on at this point by being like, look, you're going to have some big numbers later on. In the week. <laughs> <laughs> and half okay. a week off, because you're, you're not in the prequels. Oh, I thought we'd cast him as someone else um, in the first half, in the prequels. Oh, yeah. Who are we going to cast him as? I would cast probably Oliver Thompson as Qui-Gon Jinn. I would agree with that. Um, Genesis will be playing Padme. And we will find a part for you, Aaron, in the second half of the week. Don't worry about it. Well, there's some, there's something for you there. You're being paid the same as everyone else, so enjoy. He could be George Binks. He could be George <laughs> I would think we should cast Cynthia Revo as Mace Windu, a female Mace Windu. We're gender swapping that. Maybe Aaron would be up for playing Yoda. No, he's Yoda's in all this this half as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, Yoda's also just a puppet. I'm not having Yoda be a person. Maybe he just has to have the second half of the week off. He's fine. He's got other work. <laughs> All right, what's coming after Crush? Okay, so at this point, we obviously then Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie all escape. They're heading back to the Millennium Falcon. Obi-Wan has been like kind of slinking about the spaceship at this point, bringing the shield down. Is that right? He's trying to bring the tractor beam down and turn the yeah. shield off so they can escape. He then comes face to face with his former student and best friend slash brother figure, Darth Vader. Oh. And they have the only lightsaber battle of this entire movie. And yeah. They have a fight, and the original film of this is just them just tapping each other's lightsabers at each other because of budget. Um, We're having a much more dramatic fight scene than that because they are going to perform a duet version of Fighter by Christina Aguilera. early doors right away once i knew i had this scene i knew i was going to do this because the lyrics work from both their perspectives so you'd have it opening um overall would go after everything that you put me through and then they'd be like you think i despise you 
But in the end, I want to thank you. And then together, they're like, because that made me that much stronger. And then they'd have that bit where they'd be like, how could this man I thought I knew turn out to be unjust? Because they have their own perspectives on what went down, don't they? Yeah. And they both resent each other for what happened as well. Yeah. Obi-Wan resents him for killing all the children and destroying the Jedi Order. And... Don't understand it, but sure. And Vader, <laughs> and Vader hates Obi-Wan for sneaking on a plane. In his opinion, planes are evil. <laughs> Vader's motives are much less understood. You know, at this point, especially, we do not really get them that much. But that's what they're singing. I think it's going to be brilliant. I think both Alfie Bo and Oliver Tomset have the vocal ability to match up to Christina on this number. Oh, God, yeah. So there is actually on YouTube, someone has re-edited this lightsaber battle to be much more like how the lightsaber battles were in the prequel movies, much more acrobatic. Well, that's what more... we want, isn't it? And that's what we're having on stage. So I'm going to have to adapt the sort of edited version that exists. We're going to have yeah. them on, on wires so they can be back. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. While singing perfectly in tune. And if they're not, we're going to fire them and hire someone else. So. <laughs> no, I think this is a good choice. The lyrics are perfect. Because they believe that the other one is in the wrong and they're being like, thank you for doing me dirty because you made me a fighter. Yeah, but also in another way, especially when Darth Vader sings it, actually, in a way, both of them, there has to be like an element of like endearment to this because actually Obi-Wan did train Anakin to be like a fighter. Exactly. He taught him how to use his lightsaber and he taught him how to be stronger and wiser. Like he did because that's what his job was as like a Jedi master. So it works. And then also Obi-Wan must have felt that way about his relationship with Anakin as well. Like he had to learn how to protect him and get smarter and stronger in order to train Anakin to have a bad one. So I think... It's a very, very multi-level. Actually. I'm very. This is my. This is my cleverest choice. I think without <laughs> without needing to make much changes to what is going on with the song already. Oh, I love it. It's a good one. So obviously, at this point, Vader wins the lightsaber battle. He strikes him down, and he becomes more powerful than ever. Um, Obi Wan <laughs> becomes one with the Force. Uh, Luke shouts, no, Obi-Wan does, doesn't Obi-Wan, the point is Obi-Wan sacrifices himself to allow them to escape. Then Luke blows it by bringing a lot of attention to them. Uh, they have to get away. There's a bit of a like a fight scene, which will soundtrack with some John Williams mu- music, I think, from the orchestra. Yeah. All of that going on. And then we come nicely on to your final song. So my final song is my mashup and it is to represent and cover the time when the guys have got themselves back to the rebel base and they are planning their attack on the Death Star, but also to sort of cover the attack on the Death Star a bit. Like, I'm not imagining this is going to be a huge chunk of the musical. I'm feeling a bit montage about this. It's funny, in my mind, the Star Wars movie has this, the first movie kind of comes in two halves and I have definitely seen the first half a lot more and like the first half a lot more. I tend to, I often turn it off at this point, I won't lie to you. I feel like there's not a huge amount of, obviously it's very action-y, but in terms of plot driving forward, there's like a key moment in it. But I feel like it's important to like recognise the work that the Rebel base are doing and Luke getting in the, the plane and maybe there's like, some way that we do the scene of them all like flying, but it's just quite oh, hard. Um, to get this is going to be our Chitty Bang Bang slash Chitty Bang Bang slash Miss Saigon moment with the helicopter slash oh. flying car. 
Yeah, that's what we're going to do with um, the X-Wing. Yes, it's said it's going to be much bigger budget. People might have to duck. I think it's going to come right out into the audience. Really huge. So that's what that's what's happening over these songs. And the mashup is going to be Heroes and Rebel Rebel by David Bowie. this was a great choice heroes on its own works rebel rebel on its own works together you've got all the exposition and lyrical content that you need yeah so we've got the rebel rebel of them being at the rebel base and then you've got we can be heroes and it's just brilliant and also slow motion very slow motion and it's as they're as they're shooting things down. You can have different things going on in different areas of the stage. You know, like in the middle in the air, you've got the X wing, and then you've got people back at the base on the on the stage and up in the corner. You've got Leia getting really nervous about what's going to happen. Maybe Han is comforting her a little bit. You know, it's it's about the way that everyone is feeling like at that moment. They know they're going to be heroes. They're also rebels. They've got they've got some good work to do at this point. And I'm also thinking opens- that Mon Mothma and General Akbar, Admiral Akbar gets some lines here. Because they're not, so just to make it a note, Em's cast herself as Mon Mothma. Yeah, I've got too much to do, but I would also like to be in it, so I'm going to be Mon Mothma. And then obviously it all goes really well. Luke fires the blaster right exactly where it needs to go and blows up the Death Star. Grand Moff Tarkin meets a very untimely death. Thankfully, Darth Vader is not on board the Death Star when it blows up. And they all get medals from Leia. Except Chewbacca. Except Chewbacca. In my version, Chewbacca's getting a medal. Yeah, well, they're all getting medals in my version. Excellent. And um, do you have an idea of what sort of music you'd like to go over the medal scene? Maybe Leia could be like, you were heroes. Yeah, maybe it could be like um, a medley. Lots of reprises. And you've got to remember as well, like a lot of musicals these days really like for the final to do another song that gets everyone up on their feet. Mamma Mia do it. We Will Rock You does it. Uh, These are all jukebox musicals as well, aren't they? Yeah, Six does it as well. They all do a song that encourages you to get on your feet and dance. So I'm picturing for the finale a reprise of Let Me Entertain You again. Yeah, possibly. We could do that, couldn't we? Full cast version. Maybe Aaron Tavay finally gets to sing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah because they're having a party afterwards they're having a party after the medal ceremony yeah and Aaron and um we can't have Darth Vader there so no he can't have him there but also it's come full circle like this it's the opposite our... way around hell is gone and heaven's here oh I should write musicals we are this is real <laughs> <laughs> I love it Right, so that's it. That is the end. And Buy a programme on your way out to see who was in the cast. Go to the stage door, get an autograph. They're all there. head back tomorrow night for part two, The Empire Strikes Back. So this is going to be, um, if you want to come to all six shows, it's £1,000 a ticket. Yeah. And you get to come to all six shows. And that's really cheap. I'll probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you think about it, I mean, though, no, that, 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 those are your top price tickets. You could probably do it for a couple of hundred as well, but it's not going to be cheap, is it? Come on. There's six. You're getting six shows. 
You're seeing people like Alfie Bo, Cynthia Erivo. You're not just seeing like any old person. Like you're seeing big names you're here. Literally, everyone we've cast is the biggest and best on Broadway in the West End. We've done really well. Wait. Well done. Us. I um, Maybe we've offended people more than the sequels offended people. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, you just wait because at some point we are going to have to do this with Empire Strike. We're going to have to do this with all six. Might not be making season, might be the season after, but we're gonna we're gonna have to do it for all six Star Wars films that we're gonna do. Shall we still pick a song for the mega playlist this week? Just uh just so that we got something to add on there, just so we stick stick with tradition a bit. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I'm choosing Heroes by David Bowie. Oh, lovely. One of my favourite songs. I like that song. I like David Bowie a lot. I'm going to pick <laughs> Oh my god, I don't know what I'm gonna pick. <coughs> Let me entertain you. <laughs> it's in it a lot. Thing. It's gonna be in it. I mean it's it's appearing through. It's an important song for the musical, so I'm gonna put it on the mega playlist. <laughs> it's the one that um it's the one I feel we'd be you know when you get invited to perform on like this morning and the one show and stuff? It's the one we'd get the cast to perform. Yeah, that. like on um at the Royal Variety. Yeah, the Royal Variety, they would perform it. I love it. I never thought the day would come where I'd bring a Robbie Williams song. So there's that. I can't believe we've done this. It's odd. can't believe you've done this. <laughs> oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. We're hurtling towards our series finale as well, aren't we? We are hurtling towards our series finale, which is sort of another weird special. We've got a lot of, a lot of specials this season, a lot of weird um, ones. We go a bit outside the box, but um, that's just who we are. It's just what we do. Okay, well, it's just about time for us to wrap up and say where you can find us. So if you enjoyed this episode, you can find us at Songs for When Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you didn't like it, then we're Verse Chorus Verse on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they've listened this far. You can find all of our playlists on Spotify if you search Songs for When and we are available wherever you get your podcasts, literally wherever. So we couldn't find a good song to say goodbye this week. So we're going to leave you with a very obvious choice um, to celebrate the world of Star Wars. Enjoy A New Hope by Blink-182. Princess Leia.